He's sharing. Oh, no worries. You, you don't have to record any of this. It's not that important. <laughs> but I, I assumed I would be sharing with brothers and sisters over Zoom. <laughs> 当弟兄跟我分享的时候，想请我分享的时候，我当初是想说说，可能是借着网络，借着Zoom来来分享。But then Ezra reminded me of a few days ago. I'll see you in person, and and then it clicked that I, I would actually get to be here with brothers and sisters. 然后几天前 Ezra 弟兄跟我讲说是。我们要在现场分享，我才明白说是我要与弟兄姊妹一同聚集。And what a precious time it is to be around the Lord's table with with brothers and sisters, not virtually.这是何等宝贵，我们能够与同与弟兄姊妹一同在现场与弟兄姊妹一同聚集。我们不是在虚拟的一个环境。Because in Manhattan, we're still meeting virtually for the most part. And I haven't seen my brothers and sisters in person since almost a year ago now. 所以我们在曼哈顿的弟兄姐妹还是在网上聚集，我们大概有一年的时间没有见到弟兄姐妹。And it was a very emotional feeling earlier when we started to sing together, and and I could hear all the voices. It was like a heavenly chorus. 那我们刚才聚会，我们从开始唱诗的时候，我实在是非常的感动，因为我觉得好像这是好像属天从天上来的这个一首诗歌一样。you know, I, I hope brothers and sisters are doing well during this time. I know we've been praying for one another. We've been praying for the saints here, and I know you guys have been praying for us in Manhattan. You know, as our brother Ezra reminded us, we are living in a time of pandemic, and it is a challenging time. 那我们的弟兄也提醒我们说，我们现在，Ezra弟兄提醒我们说，我们现在是过着疫情的这段时期，那实在是我们面临了许多的挑战。And we're all learning to live by the Lord's grace day by day.那我们借着神的恩典，我们学习学着过生活。You know, this morning I wanted us to um look at a few passages from the Gospel of Luke.那我今天早晨想要与弟兄姐妹一同啊读几处的圣经，是在路加福音。in the past year, I've been meditating upon um, these prophetic words from our Lord found in Luke chapter 21。那过去这一年，我一直在默想着，就是这些预言的话语呢，是我们的主耶稣所讲的，是在啊路加福音二十一章。And in particular, there's a verse that um, caught my attention uh, very recently, and that's verse 28. 那有一节就特别吸引我的注意力。那这一节是在路加福音二十一章二十八节。And verse twenty-eight reads, "But when these things begin to come to pass, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws nigh."路加福音二十一章二十八节，一有这些事，你们就当挺身扬手，昂首，因为你们得赎的日子近了。Um. You know, preceding this verse in the chapter, we find words of prophecy and words of judgment from our Lord. And I hope that these words will remind and awaken and prepare us and strengthen us in the times we're living in. And then very recently, um, I came upon a verse in Isaiah that... Um, sounded somewhat similar to this verse in Luke. Um, 
This is found in Isaiah chapter 17 and verse 7. And the Lord further impressed upon my heart this, this simple thought that we need to look up and our eyes need to be turned towards the Lord. Isaiah 17:7 says, "In that day shall man look to his maker, and his eyes shall look to the Holy One of Israel." The Spirit impressed upon my heart this simple thought that um, during these days of judgment, we need to focus our eyes and our gaze upon Him. It's really remarkable how the Spirit works because uh, Maurice told me that you guys here at CBM have been considering this theme of beholding the beauty of the Lord. Now, you know, when our eyes are focused upon Christ, everything else fades into the background. You know, in these days of judgment, when our souls become weary and heavy laden and troubled, May we be exhorted by these lyrics that our sister Helen Lemel wrote. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. I think we all know that precious hymn. I wanted us to take a look at Luke chapter 21. Um, I wanted to share on, on bits and pieces from this entire chapter, but for the sake of time, um, let's just look at a few select verses. And I'm going to apologize to those... Um, that are reading in Chinese. I'm going to read these passages in English and, and I'll have our brother not translate for the sake of time. And, and perhaps you can follow along in the Chinese. And so, um, Luke chapter 21, we'll first read verses 5 through 7. And as as some spoke of the temple, that it was adorned with goodly stones and consecrated offerings, our Lord said, As to these things which ye are beholding, days are coming in which there shall be not left stone upon stone, which shall not be thrown down. And they asked him, saying, Teacher, when then shall these things be? And what is the sign when these things are going to take place? And then if you jump down to verses 10 and 11. Then he said to them, Nation shall rise up against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There shall be both great earthquakes in different places, and famines and pestilences, and there shall be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. 
And then let's jump down to verses 20 to 22. But when ye see Jerusalem encompassed with armies, then know that its desolation is drawn nigh. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, and those who are in the midst of it depart out, and those who are in the country not enter into it. For these are the days of avenging, that all the things that are written may be accomplished. And then we'll jump down to verses um, 25 through 28. <coughs> and there shall be signs in sun and moon and stars and upon the earth, distress of nations in perplexity at the roaring of the sea and rolling waves, men ready to die through fear and expectation of what is coming on the habitable earth, for the powers of the heavens shall be shaken, and then they shall see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these things begin to come to pass, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws nigh. And then we'll jump down to uh, verses 31 through 33. So also ye, when ye see these things take place, know that the kingdom of God is near. Verily I say unto you that this generation shall in no wise pass away until all come to pass. The heaven and the earth shall pass away, but my words shall in no wise pass away. And then finally, verses uh, 34 through 36. But take heed to yourselves, lest possibly your hearts be laden with surfeiting and drinking and cares of life. And that day come upon you suddenly unawares, for as a snare shall it come upon all them that dwell upon the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, praying at every season, that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things which are about to come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. You know, brothers and sisters, I think at this juncture, we are all aware that we are living in extraordinary times. I think we can see what's going on in the outward world. You know, for those that don't know um, what I do, I'm I'm an immunologist, so I study the immune system. You know, these days, everyone is an expert in immunology. But, you know, this, a, a viral pandemic like this hasn't happened in over a century. I mean, maybe among our circle of fellowships, perhaps Brother Kong might be the only one to remember the last pandemic that happened in 1918. You know, we are living in very extraordinary times. And if we have any spiritual sense or compass, then hopefully we're understanding that we are living in the last days. You know, the Lord is doing His work of restoration in these end days. 
The kingdom is at hand. You know, we ought to take heed of the words that John the Baptist um, gave the Israelites prior to Jesus' first entrance into this world. We should take heed of these words. John the Baptist in Matthew 3.12 and in Luke 3.17 says, His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clear his threshing floor. And he will gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. You know, these words speak of judgment. These words speak of the separation of the wheat from the chaff. From the good, from the wicked. The faithful from the lazy. And those who are concerned with his kingdom from those who are not. Do we have a sense that the judgment of the Lord has come upon the earth during these times? You know, if we don't have this sense, may the Holy Spirit awaken us inside. And what are we to do during these times of pestilence and calamity? You know, in this past year, as we've seen so many lives lost, and our societies still remain largely shut down, and we see a lot of social unrest, and we see the leadership in our country that has changed. When all of these things are happening around us, where are our eyes focused? Are your eyes heaven bound or are they earth bound? You know, we who know the Lord ought to have this sense of the times we are living in and what to do. You know, similar to the sons of Issachar in First Chronicles chapter 12. The, the sons of Issachar knew the days they were living in and understood the times and what they ought to do. We know that the sons of Issachar gathered to David at Hebron for an exchange of rulership. These sons of Issachar knew that the kingdom of Saul had come to an end and that a new kingdom, David's kingdom, had arrived. Do we have a similar understanding of the days we're living in? Do we sense that the current ruler is about to be cast out to make way for a new kingdom? 
在当下管理的这些人当下台，并且会有新的一个王会来呢 ？No, if we do have such a recognition, it ought to impact the way we live our lives, how we pray, um, where we focus our goal. 那如果我们有如此的悟性的话，我们就知道这会改变我们生活的方法，我们做祷告的方法，我们的生命的方向。You know, Paul was someone who had a goal in his life, and he became fixated on this goal. 那保罗是在他的这个生生活当中是有一个有一个目标的，那他就是定住在这个目标。And this goal drove him. 那他这个目标就是吸引，就是就是是他的原动力。In Philippians 3:14, he says, "I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus." 在菲利比书三章十四节，他也讲到说，向他向着标杆直跑，要得神在基督耶稣里从上面招我来的奖赏。We ought to have a similar pursuit. 我们当有同样的一种追求。You know, we who know the Lord ought to have this sense of the spiritual, the eternal, the things that cannot be seen with our physical eyes. 我们当我们认识主的人，我们当有这些，是用我们肉身看不到这些事情的眼睛。You know, Solomon in Ecclesiastes tells us that God has set eternity in man's heart. 那在呃，所罗门在传道书也讲到，说是他把这个永远放在人的心里。In these days we're living in, do we have a sense of that eternity? 那我们是否有这个永远的这个呃这个灵感吗？这个感觉呢 ？Can we sense the eternal? 我们是否能够感觉到这个永远呢 ？Is that eternity that the Lord has placed in our hearts causing us to yearn for the things of God？ 那是否这件事情让我们能够会催促我们呃要追求呃神呢 ？Or or are our eyes completely focused on the things in this world without a care for the eternal？ 还是我们的眼目就只有想到在世上的这些事情，不想到永远呢 ？Are we like Esau, only concerned about satisfying our worldly appetite？ 那我们是否像以扫一样，我们只想到我们肉身的这个呃的这个呃的这个就满足我们 ？Or do we want to obtain the spiritual like Jacob did, like Israel,、um, the prince of God？ 那是否能够像啊、呃、雅各，或是他想要得着？这个、so brothers and sisters, what is our pursuit today? 那弟兄姐妹们，我们今日所追求的是什么呢 ？Are we pursuing the worldly, or are we diligently pursuing that prize of the upward call like Paul did? 那我们是否只在追求世上的事情，还是我们在追求从上面招我来的奖赏呢 ？Paul's eyes were focused on the heavenly. 那保罗的眼目是定睛在。On the road to Damascus, our Lord met Paul, and even though his outward eyes were blinded,、um, for the first time in his life, he had clarity in his in, inner eyes. 那在他往大马色的路上的时候，神就遇见他。虽然说他肉身的眼睛呃盲目了，但是他实在是能够开启他心。And we know that what he saw shook him to his core. 那他所看到的，实在是让他的全身就就是核心中心就被。And it changed the course of his life. 那就改变他这一生的他的一生。You know, may this current pandemic be a wake-up call for many of us and cause our spirits to be awoken and our hearts to be shaken. 但愿这疫情让我们的心能够警醒，让我们能够起身。Um, especially in this past year, it's so easy for us to get caught up in what's going on in the world. 
啊，特别是过去的这一年，实在是让我们能够把很很多重点放在所在世上所发生的事情。You know, if we were to ask ourselves how much of the news we are consuming and watching and reading、um, compared to God's word, what would what would that ratio be? 那我们是否有问过，或是有有研究过，我们现在所读的这个消息新闻与？我们读神的话语的这个比例是如何呢 ？You know, I'm also guilty of focusing my eyes often on on CNN or other news networks during these days. 那我也也是同样的，我经常会把我的眼目放在这个新闻的这些媒体里面 ，CNN 或什么，花花上很多时间。Should our eyes not be instead focused on God's word? 那我们的眼目不当注目在神的话语吗 ？No, during this time. This shaking around us should cause us to change our perspective. 那这一切的震动实在是要改变我们的想法。Throughout this past year, we keep hearing this phrase that there's a new normal. 那过去的这年，我们经常说到一个新的一个正常。This new normal describes how our lives and our lifestyle and everything is going to be different going forward. 那就是描述说说我们现在的生活是怎么样，从现在开始就不一样了。You know, our outward behavior certainly has changed. I mean, just look around us. We're we're wearing masks and social distancing, and only a few of us can gather here. 我们外在的行为都有改变。那我们现在是戴着口罩，然后我们又要保持一个距离。那我们参加聚会的人数也是有限。So our outward has changed, but what about the spiritual? What about our spiritual behavior? 那我们外在是改变了，但是我们的属灵方面是如何呢？那我们属灵的行为是否改变呢？ Shouldn't we more importantly have a new normal when it comes to our spiritual lives? 那关乎我们的属灵的生命，我们不应该有一个新的正常吗 ？Are we going to start lifting our eyes toward the heavenlies and recognize the sovereignty of God in our lives? 那我们是否把我们的眼目定睛在属天的事情？我们能够呃知道在我们心里最重要的事情呢？ Because this pandemic will likely end, and we likely will go back. To some semblance of our old lives. 那我们知道这个疫情会过去，那我们有一日我们会恢复到像我们过去的正常一样。But will we also go back to the to the old ways spiritually? 那我们在属灵方面是否也要回到我们过去的方式呢 ？You know, brothers and sisters, I feel like this spiritual new normal is something we ought to long after. 那我们知道这个属灵的新的正常是我们当渴慕的。One where we, as the children of God, become concerned with the things that the Father is concerned with. 那我们属于神的儿女，我们能够啊，能够在意到这父心父所所所在意的事情。You know, it would be really unfortunate if during this tremendous shaking that we then go back to our old ways and our eyes remain earthbound. 那我觉得是很可惜的，如果我们经过如此的震动，但是我们就在疫情结束之后，我们就回到我们过去的呃，这这那那些正常，我们过去的日子一样。Do we even realize that there there is a tremendous shaking in our lives during this time? 那我们是否呃明白我们经过一个很大的一个震动呢 ？You know, there's a shaking in the heavens that's actually manifesting itself here in the physical world. Do we sense and recognize this? 那在属在天上有一个很大的一个震动，是在彰显在我们在。You know, when Paul wrote the book of Philippians, he was in prison in Rome. 那保罗写菲利比书的时候，他是在罗马的监狱。And this was thought to be at around 
And there was unrest and turmoil in the world, not unlike what's going on today. Christians were being persecuted, they were being imprisoned and martyred. And tradition tells us that Paul was also likely martyred in around mid-60s AD, just a few years before the destruction of Jerusalem, which we know was in 70 AD. There was a lot of friction in the known world at the time, um, as the Jews would begin to revolt against Roman occupation. This was a time of much worry and anxiety in the hearts of man, especially among Christians. And I think it was a period of time not unlike what we're going through today, where the peace and the joy and security seems to have vanished overnight. You know, this was also a period of time that the Lord spoke prophecy of in both Matthew 24 and in Luke 21. These are very passages, very similar passages. Um, so I decided to focus on the Luke account. But at the beginning of these passages, it speaks, or the Lord speaks, in detail of this destruction of the Second Temple. You know, it's kind of funny because the disciples were marveling at the beauty of the temple, and then the Lord kind of puts a damper on their enthusiasm by telling them that there's not going to be one stone left upon another stone. And we know that these events did come to pass when the Roman general Titus, who would later become the emperor, um, destroyed Jerusalem and set fire to the temple. The historian Josephus would record how during the siege of Jerusalem in 70 AD, um, the temple was set on fire. And he described how the gold in the temple would, um, would melt and run along the stones and into the cracks between the stones. And in their greed, the Roman soldiers pried stone from stone to retrieve that gold, and thus fulfilling Jesus' prophecy. 
And the Lord warned his disciples that when these things take place, they need to flee. He spoke of the desolation that would come upon Jerusalem. And how those um who were in the city had to flee outside of the city. And tradition tells us that the Christians who were in Jerusalem at the time recognized the events that took place. And when they recognized the events taking place, they remembered the words of the Lord and heeded those words. During that great slaughter that occurred in the siege of Jerusalem, many Christians fled to the mountains and were spared. Um, this event has been termed by some historians as the flight to Pella, and Pella was a city north of Jerusalem where Christians found refuge during these days of turmoil. Our Lord spoke prophecy of these events. You know, what a time of a of upheaval where the world was turned upside down, but those who heeded the words of the Lord were saved. Do we heed and hear the words that the Lord is speaking to our hearts today? You know, we might not be persecuted with sword and spear today, but we face a pestilence that has similarly turned our world upside down. We know that the world has literally stopped in this past year. So brothers and sisters, where are your eyes focused during this time? And do we hear the voice of the Lord and do we recall his words? You know, our Lord gives his disciples additional prophetic words in this section. And this passage ought to resonate in our hearts as well. I'm just going to highlight a few snippets because our Lord here says a lot and we don't have time to discuss them all. But I wanted to point a few things out. In verse 25, we find this phrase, And on earth, dismay among nations. You know, doesn't the word dismay accurately describe what every single nation is facing during this time? There isn't a single nation in this world that is not facing the impact of this viral pandemic. There are no exceptions. 
And in verse 26, we find this phrase, men fainting from fear and the expectation of the things which are coming upon the world. Who isn't fainting from fear in these days? There's, there's not just fear, but there's uncertainty. You know, will our lives ever go back to normal? There are expectations that we have, both good and bad. You know, will I ever return to work in person for those of us who have been working virtually in the past year? During the break, I was just chatting with a couple brothers about their recent work experience and whether they were working from home or going in. And when will our kids go back to school in person? Most of the kids are learning online these days. So much uncertainty. Will we ever go back? And the most frightening is uh, when we all become vaccinated, will there be some mutant form of this coronavirus that will then cause another spike in infections? So much uncertainty. And then in verse 26, we find this phrase, The power of the heavens will be shaken. Do we sense a shaking during this time? Do we sense that there is activity in the spiritual realm? Brothers and sisters, we have to be awakened to the fact that these things happening in the in the physical world are not just by chance. All of this that is happening in the physical world is a manifestation of the shaking that is happening in the heavens. And the shaking is so strong that it's manifesting here on earth. So I don't know about you brothers and sisters, but I feel like I'm under constant spiritual attack these days. And if I'm not in constant and vigilant prayer, I feel like the enemy, like a roaring lion, is going to swallow me up. I feel like the Lord has to show us mercy in these days or we're not going to survive. I feel like my family is under spiritual attack constantly. I don't know if you guys have felt that in your families as well. Have you experienced this? You know, if we don't have a sense of this, then we're in spiritual slumber. 
那如果我们没有感觉的话，我们就在属灵方面就已经打盹。We really need the Lord to wake us up。我们实在是需要我们主啊，把我们叫叫醒。You know, there's a shaking of the powers in the heavens that we need to be cognizant of。那有这个在属天的这个震动，我们当明白的。And we have to be vigilant in our prayers。那我们在我们祷告当中，我们是要殷勤的。You know, we need to be vigilant in prayer because of what is next。我们当殷勤，我们祷告当殷勤，因为我们即将所要发生的事情。What do all these physical manifestations mean? It means something is coming next. 那这些呃，这些在肉身上所发生的事情，实在就实在是让我们能够知道下一步会当发生的事情。And for that thing that is coming next, we have to focus our gaze upward. 所将发生的事情，我们实在是要把我们的眼目定睛。because if we continue to read in verse 27, it says, Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. This is our expectation as believers. Do we sense that his kingdom is near? You know, I feel like in these last few years, our brother Stephen Kong has been like a voice in the wilderness crying out that the Lord's return is near. The kingdom is at hand. You know, just as John the Baptist prepared and warned the people of the Lord's first appearance, you know, the Lord has given us prophets in these last days, like our elderly brother, um, who is lifting up his voice, warning us to be prepared. I think those of you who have heard his messages in the past few years will hear his words echoing in our heart, Are you ready? I feel like in these latter days, our elderly brother is like a second John the Baptist who is warning us to prepare the way of the Lord. I think there have been several conferences now where I've heard this question, Are you ready? And every time it's like a, a dagger in my heart. <laughs> and then what is our Lord's final exhortation in this section regarding his return? And that is the verse I wanted us to focus on in verse 28, where he tells his disciples, When you see these things begin to take place, Look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draws near. So where are your eyes focused today? Where are my eyes focused today? Are they earthbound or are they heavenbound? Our Lord exhorts us to look up and lift up our heads. Why do we look up? Because that is where our coming king is. 
And we find redemption in Him alone. And our redemption is drawing near. So are we ready for the King's return? You know, I mentioned that verse in Isaiah as well. We know that in Isaiah's day there was also much turmoil. He was a prophet and a voice of the Lord during the reign of some of the most wicked kings in Israel and Judah. And we know that when Isaiah was prophet, there was much darkness, spiritual darkness over the land. We read Isaiah 17:7, but the verses that lead up to that all speak of judgment. There are phrases like how the glory of Jacob will be made thin and the fatness of his flesh made lean. And how, how there's going to be a, a reaping and a gleaning. And this, this section sounds very much like the warning of John the Baptist. And during this time of judgment, Isaiah is burdened to speak on the Lord's behalf and to exhort God's people and to speak words of prophecy. Isaiah 17:7. On that day, man will look to his Maker, and his eyes will look up. To the Holy One of Israel. Do we sense the judgment of the Lord upon us today? And if we sense that, where are our eyes focused? Are we looking upwards towards our Maker and our God? You know, then if we go back to Luke, our Lord finally gives his disciples this example of the fig tree. And he reminds them that there they need to be aware of the signs that the kingdom is near. The Lord's kingdom, which cannot be shaken, is drawing nigh. Can you sense it, brothers and sisters? Are we anxious? Are we full of expectation? I feel like our anxiety is misplaced these days. It's placed on all the things we see around us rather than in the arrival of the Lord's kingdom. The thought of our Lord's return ought to make our hearts skip a beat. The kingdom that cannot be shaken is, is on its way. 
那这不能震动的这个国度已经即将要来了。You know, this is the kingdom that was spoken of in Daniel chapter 2. This kingdom that will crush all kingdoms. 那这个国度是在丹尼鲁书第二章所提到的,就是它会击败所有一切的国度。Do you guys remember Nebuchadnezzar's dream? 你们是否记得尼布贾尼撒的这个梦呢? How there's the statue with a head of gold and breast and arms of silver, a belly and thighs of bronze, and legs of iron and, and feet of iron mixed with clay. I think you guys all remember that dream he had. And do you remember how these represented the mightiest of the kingdoms that were to come? And do you remember that there was a final kingdom a heavenly kingdom, one that could never be destroyed and will put an end to all of the earthly kingdoms and will endure forever. That kingdom that cannot be shaken is coming. Brothers and sisters, that eternal kingdom draws nigh. You know, if we put our hopes in worldly kingdoms and in, in earthly governments and leaders you know we're going to be crushed when that kingdom comes may our eyes be turned upward and may we exalt and put our hope in the true king Let's recognize today that the heavens rule, so that we don't have to be humbled like Nebuchadnezzar was humbled. And we also find in Luke 21 this critical reminder of the power of his eternal words. In verse 33, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Do we know his words and do we read and meditate upon them every day? Do we hear his voice when he speaks? You know, during this time of pestilence and hardship and calamity, there are a lot of voices. We hear in the world the voices of, of those around us. We hear voices of experts or so-called experts. We hear voices of our leaders and so forth. But a lot of the sounds in this world are, are simply that. It's, it's just simply noise. Through all that noise, do we hear His voice? His voice that uttered the powerful words that brought this universe and life into being. The powerful words that calmed the storm and brought comfort to his disciples.
These were powerful words that uttered, It is finished and completed the eternal purpose of God that was predestined before time existed. 那也是這裡有這個話能夠說到成了並且能夠完成生永遠的旨意。Do we hear his voice and do his words resonate in our hearts today? 那我們是否聽到他的話語,那他的話語是否供應在你的心裡呢? Or are we asleep? 啊,還是我們現在就已經睡著了呢? Or are we distracted? 或是我們分心呢? You know, when I'm talking, you can be asleep or distracted. That doesn't matter. But if the Lord is speaking to your heart today, I hope we're not asleep and I hope we're not distracted. And I hope our hearts aren't weighed down with the worries of life, like it says in verses 34 through 36. You know, this passage has some very practical reminders that we need to be prepared. We need to be alert, we need to be praying. And and here in verse 36 it says we need to stand. So are we ready for the Lord's return? You know, in the Matthew 24 account of, of the Lord's words and prophecy, there are some additional parables that are interspersed. We know that, I think everyone is familiar with these parables. There's the one of the two in the field or grinding at the mill where one is taken and the other left. And of of this scenario, of this parable, the Lord says, watch therefore, for you know not in what hour your Lord comes. And then there's that parable of the thief that comes by night, where the Lord says, for this reason you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not think he will. And then there's this other parable, um, this third example where there's the faithful and the wicked slave, and the Lord asks, who then is faithful and sensible, whom his master put in charge of his household? And we know that there is also that fourth parable in the following chapter where um, the Lord tells of the ten virgins and those who are waiting for the bridegroom. And in Matthew, Matthew 25:13, the Lord again warns, Watch therefore, for you know not the day nor the hour. 那二十五章十三节，他就再提醒一下，说，所以你们要警醒，因为那日子、那时辰你们不知道。So are we watching？那我们是否警醒呢？ Are we ready and alert？那我们是否准备好，并且是警醒的呢？ Are we faithful？我们是否对主忠心呢？ Brothers and sisters, the Lord is looking for a testimony in these last days。那我们的主在这幕后的日子是在寻找见证。he is looking for those who will overcome, overcome self, overcome Satan, overcome the world. 
The only way to do this is to turn our eyes upon Jesus. It's not really complicated. The Lord is always very simple, and, and this, this is actually quite simple. The Lord doesn't demand a lot. He simply wants us to focus or or in some cases refocus our gaze upon him. So as a reminder this morning I wanted us to just think about this phrase, look up and lift up your heads. So Let's be those who are watching, let's be those who are ready, let's be those who are faithful. And may the Lord show his children grace during these days. Uh, these are some of the thoughts I had this morning to share with brothers and sisters. And hopefully the Lord will um, continue through His Spirit to speak to our hearts. Let's close in a word of prayer. Lord, we are so thankful that you are a God of mercy and a God of grace. Lord, how we need you in these days. And we hang on to you because you have the words of life. To whom else shall we turn? Lord, cause us to focus our gaze upon you and to cling to you. Even if the world around us is crumbling, we hold fast. To our head and our Creator and our loving Savior. We thank you, Lord, for um, helping us to endure in these last days. May these words resonate in our hearts and may we continue to lean upon you. Cause us to be ones who look up and lift up our heads. May we be those who behold the beauty of our Lord. And allow us to be a testimony in these last days. We pray these in the precious name of our Lord Jesus. Amen.